Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Chelsea Hagel. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a big shout of praise because he's worthy. Let our shout always be for Jesus the loudest. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, so good. That worship's so good. Oh. How wonderful. Thank you, worship team. Such a sweet presence for Jesus. Love it. Love it. Hallelujah. So how is everyone this morning? Ready for the word of Jesus? Come on. So this message I've prepared is called, Are You Prepared? And um, before I go into that, uh, Dan says to say hello. He's currently in regional New South Wales. Um, seeing many people come to Jesus and signs and wonders and miracles and yeah, so it's it's amazing. So he sends his love um, as well from there. He's back today. Um, so this this message that God gave me, I actually had a totally different message, and um, God completely changed this message. So I believe it's a prophetic word from the Lord. Uh, it's not a new revelation because there is no new revelation in Jesus. It's an illumination of what he's already said. Amen. So um, this is called, Are You Prepared? Uh, so Dan and I were recently up in the Sunshine Coast. Um, where we used to have a church up there and we just took a few days off because our next three months is looking pretty crazy. Um, and we want to make sure that our family knows that they're first um, you know, and to have that balance between ministry and, and family. So we went up there for a few days, which was really amazing. Um, and, you know, I'm sure many of you have heard that there is some crazy bushfires up in southeast Queensland. And um, they were going on while we were up there. Uh, but while we were up there, a bushfire um, uh, broke out. Actually, it was deliberately lit. A fire broke out in Perigian Springs, which we're in Malulabar, so that is um, a, a bit further up the coast. But as we were walking along the beach one night, we could actually see like this crazy raging, you know, bushfire and smoke and everything from, from across the horizon um, of where we were at. And uh, God began to give me this word um, about bushfires. Who knows that we're going into summer? You know, we're, we're, we've finally out of winter and we're in spring, but summer's coming, right? And spring's very early for that amount of bushfires so far. And um, so how many of you in here, knowing that you're coming into summer, have a bushfire survival plan? Is there anyone? Put your hand up. Two people. Were you in the first service? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one now. Okay, so um, 98%, that'd be fair to say that you know that summer's coming, but you have no preparation plans if there's an emergency situation, a bushfire. Hallelujah. So um, something to think about. But uh, there's three warnings in a bushfire. Um, there's an advice giving people the current facts of the situation, letting people know that there's a fire and what kind of fire it is. So whether it's a house fire, a bush fire, factory fire. The second one is watch and act. There's a heightened level of threat, conditions are changing and you need to start taking action now to protect yourself and your family. Um, this is a time where we're more watchful and we're focused, listening intently on instruction um, into that particular area. 
The third warning is the emergency warning, and that is where you may be in danger and need to take immediate action. This is the highest level of bushfire alert. Because of dangerous conditions, there's no more time to prepare, no more time to do any last minute things, no more time to get your belongings out. You must get you and your family out. Everything else in that moment becomes irrelevant. Okay, so that's the, um, that's the emergency warning. Now, they, that, that can just go from advice, there's a fire, to evacuation straight away. So it doesn't necessarily go one, two, three. It, it, can, it can vary in the way that that's presented. So with this bushfire, it was very, very quickly an emergency situation where they're evacuating people. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really interesting that the Bible also has warnings and a very clear procedure of how to prepare for the coming of the Lord. Are you prepared? <laughs> Hallelujah. So as the, with the advice, we have a look at the facts. Jesus said he's coming back. You know, and I, I want to, um, you know, challenge you to go through Matthew 24. I don't have time to read it all. This is a small snapshot of what God's given me. But can I encourage you to go back to your word and have a read of all of those chapters to, to have a look at the context of it. And it'll give you a broader view of what I can bring today. But Jesus said in Matthew 24, 27, For as the lightning comes out of the east and shines even unto the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Matthew 24, 30, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Revelations 3.11, behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which you have, that no man take your crown. And so we need to know the season that we're currently in. We've heard what Jesus has said. He's left us his word. He's giving us an advice that, that, things, are, that things are happening, that he is definitely coming back for us. And so we see the lesson of the fig tree in Matthew 24, 32. You know, we know that we're going into a season of summer. We know that there's a heightened risk of bushfires, yet we have no <laughs> preparation or plan in case that happens. Do you see where I'm going with this? Matthew 24, 32. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When its branches are still tender and puts out leaves, you know that summer is near. So you likewise, when you see all these things, you shall know that it's near at the door. Truly I say to you, this generation shall not pass until all these things are fulfilled. The heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And so what signs is, you know, is Jesus talking about? So that's the advice. We know he's coming back for us. Um, but what are some of these signs, you know? We, we can see, um, you know, in a watch and act that the conditions are changing. We can see in our world currently conditions are changing. There is becoming more persecution on Christians. Immorality is just completely through the roof. You know, people don't even know what gender they are. 
Homosexuality is on the rise, same-sex marriage. We are seeing the conditions change rapidly. And Jesus said to look for these things. He said in Matthew 24, 3, as he sat, so talking about Jesus, on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the signs of your coming of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed, listen, that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they'll deceive many. And you'll hear rumors of uh, wars, sorry, wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must occur, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there'll be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in different places. These are the beginnings of sorrow. So we're seeing an increase even of earthquakes um, in places that it, they're not meant to be. And then it's interesting that he talks about that, and then he switches straight into this. So this is a real suddenly. Then they will deliver you up to be afflicted and will kill you. And you will be hated of all nations for my namesake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. I mean, we don't hear this preached very often, uh, but this is what is coming. Whether you choose to believe it or not, this is, this is the facts right here. Jesus hasn't left us in the dark. He's not, you know, lurking around in the shadows, or, you know, oh, surprise. He's got it all mapped out in his word, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. There's no surprises. He's already told us, but it's up to us to be in his word, to know what's coming, to be prepared. So this right now is a time of preparation. He goes on to say in verse 10, and then many shall be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. And many false prophets will rise and deceive many. And because inequity or sin shall abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be proclaimed in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end shall come. Okay, we need to be in a time of endurance you know, even though we walk through hard times on this earth, you know, as, as Jess was mentioning before, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, how many times in our life is everything going perfect in every area and everything's wonderful? Not many. You know, there's ups and there's downs and there's different things that we've got to face. There's different things we've got to walk through. But God is with you. No matter what, when you cling to Him, God is with you and He will see you through. He is faithful. But we need to endure, we need to cling to him, not run from him, but run to him. You know, it, it, it's, we live in a fallen world. It's not going to be perfect. There's going to be things that are really difficult to walk through, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even there, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We can get through anything with Jesus, anything at all. Hallelujah. So it's, in, it's enduring. I wanted to, you know, how prepared are you? If, if I give you an example of a house inspection, how many of you guys have house inspections? 
Right, so they give you a date, right? I'm going to come on such and such a date, and I'm going to come uh, on such and such a time. So you get it all busy and ready and extra good, and everything's prepared, and yeah, here they come. Uh, but what if they accidentally mucked that up, and they actually came a week before? How prepared are you? How prepared are you? Do you know no one ever visits your house when it's clean? Has anyone else ever noticed that? No one ever visits your house when it's clean. You can guarantee it. It's funny. And if we knew the hour and the time that Jesus was coming, we'd be a lot more prepared. Jesus says no one knows that day or that hour. It says in Matthew 24, 36, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but only my Father. But as the days of Noah were, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, you know, as business as usual, until the day Noah entered into the ark, and they did not know until that flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Matthew twenty-two forty-four. Therefore you also be ready, for in that hour you think not the Son of Man comes. Are you ready? Are you prepared in your heart? Are you right before God today? Coming to a church service for two hours is not going to save you. It's a relationship with Jesus. It's spending time with him. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's just like the icing on the cake where we all get to meet together and strengthen one another and encourage one another. But do you know Jesus outside of, of this? Here's the good news for us as Christians, 1 Thessalonians 5.4, but you, brethren, you're not in the darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all children of the light and the children of the day, and we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Now is not the time to be falling asleep. You know, you see the disciples when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and he's in his greatest hour, the greatest moment in history, and the disciples are sleeping. We're in a great moment of history now. Are we sleeping or are we awake, watchful, and sober for those conditions that are changing? We need to know which season we're in. And so the watch and act, we spoke about this at the start. So conditions are beginning to change. God warns us about godlessness in the last days. 2 Timothy 3.1. This know also that in the last days, perilous, difficult, and dangerous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. I think we're there, you know. Covetous, fond of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and ungrateful, unholy, unholy, without natural affection, hard-hearted towards kindred, 
We're seeing a rise of full-term abortion all over the world, and our government's putting a stamp of approval on it. These are the things that he's talking about without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent without self-control, fierce, despisers, and hostile of those that are good. We're beginning to see that, that persecution is coming upon the Christians. We need to be ready. Traitors, higher-minded, lovers of pleasure and lust and sensual delight rather than lovers of God, having a form or appearance of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. You know, God is giving us a preparation plan. He's going through it. He's telling us what's going to happen. Are we ready? Are we prepared today? Some will depart the faith, 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Spirit expressly says in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with the hot iron. We are seeing a massive increase of wrong doctrine. Oh, it's okay, Pastor Chelsea, everyone's going to heaven, there's no hell. I'm sorry, that's a big fat lie. Unless you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. There is only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ, through the blood that he shed on the cross for us, for the remission of sins. There is no other way. And that's the truth. And you're going to hear all sorts of other doctrine. Oh, there's no hell. No, everyone's going to heaven. No, they're not. No, they're not. Unless you are born again, you will not make it to heaven because you have nothing else to pay. How are you going to pay? Oh, God, I'll just give you money. It's not on our goodness. It's on his. And he's already paid that price for each one of us. But we need to choose. We need to make that decision. People telling us, you know, oh, the hyper grace. I can, you know, I can just live in sin because, hey, God's for forgiven all my future sin. Grace is to empower you to get out of sin, not stay in sin. Sin will kill you. These are the rise of the doctrines of devils. And we, you know, there's a camp of hyper grace over here. Anything goes, just live how you want. It's all good. God's okay with you. And then you've got legalism over here where it's like you haven't done this and you can't measure up. And they're both wrong. Jesus was all grace and all truth. There's both. There's the goodness of God, but also the severity of God. You can't preach one without the other. There is warning after warning after warning after warning in the Bible, telling us, take heed, listen, watch, be sober. And so we need to make sure that we stay in his word. These are the last days. We, the conditions are changing, and they're changing rapidly. I've never seen, like, the, the immorality in this nation has just gone down, like, in the last three years in particular, rapidly, rapidly. We need to take heed and, and watch. 2 Timothy 3.13, But evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You know, as a minister, I take this job so seriously. I don't want you to perish. I cannot stand here and give you a sugar-coated message and tell you that, oh, everything's okay, just live in your sin, it's all good, God's a merciful God. 
and yet you perish and go to hell. I can't do that. I have to preach the truth because I want every single person to make it. It's my responsibility that you know the truth because it's the truth that will set you free. It's our job as ministers to prepare the people. God's coming. Get ready. I love you, man. My, my heart, I get so burdened just by God. Do they know? Are they going to make it? That heart that is praying and, 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 and just, you know, really reaching out in prayer for all of you guys. That you're going to continue to walk on the narrow path that leads to life. You know, we see in Jude a rapid increase of sexual immorality, particularly homosexuality. Um, it says, Jude 1.7, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Like you can't get any more black and white. We need to preach the truth to people because it's the only thing that's going to set them free. They're desperate, man. They're lost. They're broken. They don't understand. But when we preach the truth of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit is able to bring conviction of sin, righteousness, and the judgment to come. That's what, he, that's what the Holy Spirit does. We need to line up our message with what the Holy Spirit's doing. Amen? Come on. This is good. This is good for us to hear the Word of God. Oh, I love it. I can't stand here and, 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 and tell you lies. I just can't, I cannot and I will not do it. This is good for us. We, this is a time of preparation. You know, at the moment we're in watch and act, but it could turn at any minute. You know, you see how swiftly that, that they're going to start, you know, um, bringing in those, those persecutions. This time of preparation is of our own hearts before the Lord. It says, judge yourself, lest you be judged. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. How, how do we know? Like, I heard this funny saying, and they said, if someone was to follow you for a week and saw everything you did and every conversation and everything, and, and they were going to put you on trial for being a Christian, would they find any evidence? <laughs> Would they find evidence that you're a Christian? Would they see you preaching the gospel? Would they see you praying? Would they see, would, what would they see? And so this is a time of preparation. God is giving us time. He's giving us a time to forgive people, a time to be obedient to the word of God, a time to lean in and listen carefully and intently to the instructions of God, a time for unity, a time to repent and get out of sin a time to reach others, a time to earnestly pray and fast for family members, friends, those that don't know God. We need to be praying for them. We need to be praying for them. We need to get as many to heaven as possible, and it's a time to stay planted in the house of God. And so I ask you again, how prepared are you? Are you prepared? You know, I share this story, um, an example with my kids. So I get the kids picked up. Um, every, every morning the bus comes at, uh, you know, we, we, 8 o'clock. So the kids are ready at 7.45 at the door, right? Hairbrush, everything's done, done. They're, they're there. Whew, did it. Right? And the bus 
So, you know, we're, we're going into, you know, um, you know it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit delayed. And so they start kind of pulling stuff out of their bag. They get a bit restless, a bit distracted, start going to the toilet, you know, just just wandering around the house. And, that, you know, it's five past eight and the bus still isn't there. And then by the time that bus comes, guess what? They're not prepared. They've been distracted and they've just, you know, all loose and everything's, you know, I'm like, oh my goodness, I thought we were prepared. The bus is coming. It may be delayed, but it's coming. Jesus is coming. He is coming. Oh. Are you ready? Talks about in 2 Peter. The Lord is, 2 Peter 3 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but he's long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why is the coming of the Lord feel delayed? Because of his mercy. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with the great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in all conversation and godliness? looking for and hasting unto the coming day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. You know, God is not slack in his coming. And in that time where we're waiting and waiting, you know, oh yeah, they said Jesus is coming back ages ago. We can get slack. We can get distracted. We can get sucked back into our old life. It says here in Luke 12, 45, but, and if that servant say in his heart, my Lord delays his coming and shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens and to eat and drink and to be a drunkard. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looks not for him and at an hour which he is not aware and he'll cut him in asunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant which knew his Lord's will, there's none of us that are ignorant here, we know God's will, and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. And us as ministers more. And so that's why we take that responsibility so seriously. What does God instruct us to do to prepare? 2 Peter 3.14, Wherefore, beloved, see that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. 2 Peter 3.17, You, beloved, see that, seeing that you know these things beforehand... Right, so it's not, not a surprise. God's got it all there for us. Beware, lest you also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. 1 Peter 4, 7, but the end of all things is at hand. 
Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. So he's giving us keys. He's showing us, okay, this is going to happen, guys, but you're not going to be in the dark. I'm showing you exactly what you need to do to prepare for what's coming. Do you know it's good preparation in a bushfire that saves lives? Now is the time of preparation. What does he um, tell us to do? To stay in love with him. Don't let your love grow cold. Be holy as he is holy. Be blameless, spotless, persevere, endure to the end. Be valiant for the truth. Let no man deceive you. Contend for the gospel. Keep our hearts right before God. Be doers of the word. Warn others. Preach the gospel. Be sober, awake, alert. Keep yourselves in the love of God. It's not up to the pastor or the leader to keep you in love with God. It says keep yourselves in the love of God. That's our responsibility. Building yourself up by speaking in tongues. Be not deceived with every wind of doctrine. Hold fast to the full counsel of God, the goodness and the severity. Be merciful and compassionate. Forgive others so your Father can forgive you. You know, regardless of whether Jesus comes back, this generation, next generation, five generations away, we need to prepare our hearts because in our generation, in our lifetime, we will stand before God. We will give an account of what we did here on this earth. For good or for evil, we will give an account to God. And God wants us to prepare. We're in a time of preparation right now. He's giving us time and space to get things right so that we can be in heaven for all of eternity with, with our beautiful Jesus. The Bible says we're appointed once to die and then the judgment. You know, and I just, I just love that Jesus is so clear. Like, he's not vague. He hasn't left us in the dark. It's not like, oh, surprise. Like, he hasn't done that. We've got, it, we've got all the information that we need. We've, we, we, we know how to prepare, but now it's up to us to prepare. You know, persecution is coming. Whether we think it is or not is irrelevant. It is coming. It says it in his word. Everything that is written here is going to happen. All of it. It's facts. It's, it's all going to happen the way that he said. And are we ready to make a stand for Jesus? Are we ready to stand in the face of persecution and still speak his word? No matter what it costs us, are we ready? Are we ready when everyone else is, you know, preaching the opposite thing and it's okay to do this and it's okay to do that? Are we the ones that to stand there and go, no, it's not. You're in rebellion against God. Are we ready? God's preparing us. He's strengthening us. He's building endurance in our lives. John 16, you know, and here's God's encouragement to us as we walk through this journey here on earth. You know, we are not left alone. He is with us. He is for us. He is a helper. He keeps us in the paths of righteousness. We've just got to keep in love with God and in love with people. Keep that relationship red hot with Jesus. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. 
but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. We're just passing through here. This is a short, tiny little blip on the radar compared to eternity. We're all battling different things, but, you know, it's said to exhort one another and encourage one another as you see the day approaching. You know, that we're brothers and sisters in this place. We need to look out for one another, love one another, lift each other up, help one another, pray for one another. You know, we're all in this, all in this battle together. You know, and I, I, I know as a minister, like, that, this isn't even a word. Like, it is such a burden on my heart. I want every person here to make it. Every single person. You know, and that, that's, that's, a, that's a heavy weight. Do you love Jesus? Do you know him in this place today? And I want to give people an opportunity, if you, if you don't know him, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and have a relationship with him, then I just want everyone to bow their heads and shut their eyes and I just want to give you an opportunity. This might be your last call. This might be that emergency warning that God's trying to reach out to you. I want to give you an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus, or maybe you've known him in the past or known of him, but you haven't had a right relationship with him, then can I ask you to put up your hand? I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, this is, this is your moment. Life can be gone in an instant. We need to know that we're right with God, that we can have that full assurance. Yes, God, I'm, I'm going to heaven because I've, I've, I've lived the way that you asked me to live. I've been obedient to your word, God. I've loved you and I've loved people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.